and welcome back, you crazy people. Going How are you on? doing? It's oh, been I'm, a while. I'm I'm feeling fantastic because Let's... I was at eleven for thirteen. I went in the playoffs. You, you mean eleven fell... for thirteen? The refs went in the playoffs. Uh, and you went ten for thirteen. Still a winning record. Because the Kansas City Chiefs come out on top once again. Super Bowl champs. So the Kansas City Chiefs have officially, uh, in this season, won more games in Arizona than the Arizona Cardinals. That they have. That they have. Not not tough to do with how bad the Cardinals were, but what a game that was, though. Like, just a phenomenal game from start to finish, I felt like. That that really was a good one. So to to share, to be all honest, I did have the flu. That you did. Um, that you did. So I could make the argument the game was so bad I threw up multiple times during it. But uh, you could, you could. I I I could spin it that way. I could very well spin it that way. I'll but tell I you what. I I damn near threw up watching the shit after the game. Oh, did you like the little TikTok dances oh, fucking Jackson God. was doing? Fucking renegade, renegade. Oh, bad. Ooh, and that's the thing. Is we were even talking about, like we were mentioning, uh, how, however long ago, how we never really saw Jackson Mahomes or, or Brittany Mahomes really during at all during the regular season. Like they kind of, you know, toned it down and, and were being better this season. But then, sh- sh- like, sure enough, as soon as, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl and all the cameras are there. They have to get their... Well, not really Brittany Mahomes. She was pretty good, but Jackson Mahomes, he had to make sure that, that people saw him and knew he was still around. It's like, holy fuck. Oh, well, that, that, was, his, that was his biggest time of the year right there. You talked yeah. about how big companies Super Bowl ads are. That was his Super Bowl ad. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, for I'm real. I'm surprised he didn't and, give a, I'm going to Disney World. And it's so, like just hard to watch and embarrassing because you look at all the the other greats in in just any sport in the world and now i think patrick like patrick mahomes is 100 percent the best quarterback in the nfl he could be the face of the league for the next you easily. know however long until he retires easily but he just won his second super bowl was named M- like super bowl mvp None of that. He also won MVP for the regular season. Yeah. But after the Super Bowl, Jackson Mahomes was being talked about more than Patrick Mahomes because Jackson Mahomes wouldn't like piss off and and just let his brother have his moment. He had to be, you know, in the camera doing his dances, embarrassing his brother, and it's like holy shit! Like you're the best, you know, in the league, and and your brother is getting talked about more than you because people hate him. Like that much. Hey man. It's crazy. How do you do it? It's it's so crazy to think about oh, though. It's done. And it's gonna continue for, for however long because Mahomes is gonna keep doing his thing and as long as he's you know on top of the world on top of his game, his brother's gonna be right there making sure we know he exists. Damn right he is TikTok dancing the day away. For real. Fuck. The way it was intended. What what do we think of the game though? I I thought you know like not even um from the standpoint of like you know that the Chiefs won like just as a game entirely like what a phenomenal game that was. I think it definitely was a good game, no doubt. Like comparing it to 
you know, the the last few Super Bowls, like this one is just, it was just incredible. The all, Eagles all around. always put up a good Super Bowl, man. I'll admit it. Even they when do. they beat the Patriots, that was a good Super Bowl. They do for sure. And it, and it was like the Eagles had a, a 10 point lead um, going into halftime. Look, they were, you know, they were in the driver's seat and, and even with Mahomes kind of injuring his ankle there at the end of the, the first half, he fuck yeah. came out and balled and, and stole stole the game right away from the Eagles. Not like Jackson stole the show, though. Fuck. You're, you're I was surprised wrong. Rihanna didn't have him on her dance team. Don't you? I think that would have been a fun, fun addition. That would have been Rihanna terrible. comes out, and then, like, in front of her, just out pops Jackson Mahomes, and he's just like, mm, mm. Did you did you did you watch Dance the halftime show? Yeah, I thought it was good. It was, it was, it was really fun. good. Did you did you see the the thing I sent you the um the Super Smash Bros? Yeah, that's because yeah. I, oh, thought, dude, I thought that like right away, and I saw him like that looks that looks like it could be a map, and then sure enough, yeah, a lot of other people saw it as well. Well, and it pretty much was that one map is like Pokemon Arena, I think. Yeah, yeah, with the three the three levels there. Yeah. It was what a great performance that was, though, that was. That was a really fun performance. And uh, I was surprised there wasn't uh, Jay-Z. Didn't, didn't, uh, yeah, it was just her. It was just her. her, yeah. But she did a great job. Well, her and her she kid. She killed it all on her own, yeah. Yeah, her, her and her kid. Well yeah. pregnant. Yeah. So I think it's fun to point out that um, her unborn child has been to more Super Bowls than Dak Prescott. Well, in what way though? Just you should have picked anyone else. You should have picked anyone else because he was still there. He he had the whole ceremony. Did he die? before the game? Well, because he won um, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Oh shit! Um, so he was actually there beforehand. Kyler Murray. Yeah. See, that's what I thought you were gonna say first, and well, then I you did. I wanted to give you a break. I wanted to give you yeah. a break. Yeah, you could have picked literally, the Cowboy fans. You literally could have picked. Anyone else, and and I would have just let it slide. Not Tom Brady. Anyone else, and I would have just let it slide. Uh, Justin Herbert. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Back to Kyler Murray. There you go. Speaking with the Cardinals, though, they they got their uh their coaching situations all all figured out finally. Oh, yeah, thankfully, they, they hired um what's his name? I, I want to say it's either Jonathan or Jordan um Gannon. Uh, he was the Eagles. Uh, defensive coordinator this past year. So coming from one underdog team to another. God, a hobby. You, I mean, you can't even call the card. I mean, you, I mean, you can, can call the Cardinals an underdog, but I feel like an underdog also entails that they have a chance to win. Which you're ruling them out looking, even with King Kyler. It, so the thing is, right? We're talking about Kyler fucking Murray. We don't. We don't know when he's going to even be playing next year. Because lots of, like some reports have said that, you know, coming off his, his uh, just destroyed, blown up knee, uh, you know, some people are saying he could be back at the start of the season. But then there's others saying he, could, he might, might be a, a while into the season before he's fully ready to come back. So that, that's kind of a big question mark that, that won't really have an answer to it for quite a while, I feel. Which is part of a a big part of it, I think. So who do you think who do you think they're drafting? Would they would they dare draft a quarterback? No. No? I think what they do is now that 
and like Colt, Colt McCoy is good. Like he is serviceable, but if the Cardinals genuinely like think that Kyler Murray is, is going to be out uh, for for how many games to start the season, you know, you 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 can't just throw in the towel right away and be like, well, you know, we'll try to plug along with with Colt McCoy until until X date. <clears throat> um, but honestly, I I I thought about this the other day. I think come free agency, the Cardinals should try to grab uh, a guy like Jacoby Brissett All right. and bring him in. Because now Deshaun Watson is in, you know, he's, I mean, I, I don't want to say he's back and he's good, but like he is now playing for the Browns and can start next season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brissett showed that he, he, he kept the Browns right in it until Deshaun came back. And actually, yeah. the Browns could have made the playoffs if they, they kept Brissett just playing all year. Mm-hmm. I feel like Deshaun Watson cost him a couple games because he just looked so rusty, and and no no fault of his, obviously. Yeah. In over like a year and a half since he played, um, mm-hmm. but I think you bring Jacoby Brissett in, and he's a guy that could easily keep you right in the race until Kyler Murray is healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Will it happen? Probably not, because the Cardinals make really dumb decisions. But well, you got a new team in there now. A lot yeah. of switch up, a lot of change up there. It's it's going to be interesting to to see what happens because there's a lot of different things that could happen. Like, you know, now that you finally got the your GM and coaching situation figured out, um, can they can they you know make it work and keep Hopkins there, or is the trade inevitable to happen? Which is also a big big um, deciding factor, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's yeah no I I completely agree. Um, we've we've talked plenty about uh, minor league football with uh, the NFL here. Uh, you ready yep. to talk about a real league? Oh, you know it. So uh, guess what was uh, this weekend, Brandon? It was the start of the XFL season. Let's go, baby! It was huge, it's huge. Our Sea Dragons. Took a, took a bit of a that was a t- that was a t- that was a tough game. That was that was a tough loss. There right? was a tough loss, and we were we were charging back at the end of the game. There we were we were what on their five on their ten. We were close. It was close. Pressure got to the QB. You can't blame Danucci on that one. That was just a good defensive play for the defenders. They lived up to that name, the defenders' name. Uh, played some amazing defense. Yeah, I'll I'll be curious to see how they, um face other teams with their pass rush and how the Sea Dragons O-line looks because it definitely did look like the defenders had uh, were able to apply a lot of pressure there. Yeah, um, and that's always a t- and that's so tough when in a new you know league, the season just one. started and, and game one, like, so you don't know you know, wh- where the, you know, if it's, it's because their defenders were so good um, again, through if the O-line's a problem, like, you don't and it's probably going to take at least a couple games before you can really kind of get a gauge for it and really figure out, like, hey, what's, you know, the good parts and what are the bad parts? Because True, although I will say right off the bat, I felt some serious chemistry between Danucci and Gordon. Like, that first yeah. touchdown, the, the little shuffle pass into the end zone to Gordon, I think that was beautiful. I think that was... We should be seeing that on Sports Center any second now. I think that was amazing, and I I think there is yeah. some definite offensive chemistry. They're able to cycle the ball out well. I think their run game was did come up when it needed to at times. I think their offense was productive. Yeah. Um, 
just a few crucial turnovers that I think if Danucci's able to help quell, um, I think because uh, yeah. there there weren't. I don't think either of the interceptions were were tipped ball or you know blame the receiver. I think the, both of those were were missed reads by uh, by Danucci, and, and mm-hmm. I think I think if that's able to go down, then. Yeah, I, I, I'm very confident in our team, man. We, we're, we're day one Sea Dragons fans. We are. Oh, we are we ever? Been. Are we um, ever? Battle Hawks coming back to a great uh, comeback with uh, their former Alabama quarterback. Um, I had his name up a second ago. Damn. McCarran. Yeah. What was his first name? I think Aaron. AJ, maybe. AJ, maybe something like that. Yeah, something like that. AJ McCarron. There we go. There we Former go. Former Alabama quarterback in uh and won the national championship in twenty twelve and twenty thirteen, played eight years in the NFL. Um I believe at one point in time for the Bengals. Okay. He was selected by the Bengals in the fifth round of the twenty fourteen draft. He played four seasons as a backup, then played the next four is a backup with the Raiders, Texans, and Falcons. Following the 2021 season, he joined the XFL. So he was an early on adapter there. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, not um, to sound rude, how do you how do you fall to the fifth round if you're the first quarterback to win exactly. back-to-back national championships? That was kind of what I was thinking when you when you said he went in the fifth round. I was like, I was like, holy. But maybe just surrounded with a really good team. Maybe he had a lot of faults in his game that the the scouts saw. Maybe I don't know. We'll have to not, have to do a deep not, dive not, into I'm, that I'm, one. I think that might be interesting. Speaking interesting story, not not to gaunt the poor guy. He he led him to a great that's what we do here. He's an unreal XFL QB. Yeah, well, clearly, so he did, did good. The Roughnecks quickly to go over the spread. The Roughnecks had a huge first week. Um. Walking all over the Guardians with a 33 to 12 win, and the Renegades with a tight win, a uh, bit of a comeback against the Vipers with 22 to 20. Uh, yeah, coming down to the wire there. And so, an exciting even, um, first week of uh, of XFL football. I'm loving. Yeah. I'm in love already. I think yeah. it's. A, I like. What do you think of their conversions? I'm. So explain so it I'm for still the people not, that don't. So know. I still don't fully know. Um, it, all of them because it, it seems like there's so many different type of things kind of in it that I don't fully understand all of them yet. But, um, what game was it? Was it the Battle Hawks game? Yeah, the Battle Hawks. They were down, um, by however many with like a minute fifty three or like two minutes left, somewhere in that that range, I believe. And mm-hmm. so they get a touchdown. Um, and then I guess you can you know. I, I'm assuming, uh, like, so you can do your your kick for. Um, is there no is there no like just extra points kicks? There's no kicking for the extra points. So the way I believe it works is there's no kicking. You can either elect to do it from the five, ten, or fifteen yard line. If you do it from the five yard line, it the conversion is worth one point. If you do it from the ten yard line, it's worth two points. In the fifteen, it is three point conversion. Oh, okay. So kickers really get the shaft. Okay. Yeah, I okay, think they're only so, in there for. Um, I don't even think kickoffs. It's just field goals. They still do have field goals, though. Okay. So what happened was was then after the Battlehawks got their uh, 
their touchdown, they go for, like, which was a three-point conversion because they went from the 15-yard line, converted on it. Mm-hmm. And then, again, kickers get the shaft. There's no, there's no onside kicks allowed. Mm. So what you do then is you've got, you know, it, it, it like, so you get the ball, I believe it's your 20-yard line or 25, and you have a fourth and 15 you have to convert on. And you either convert on it and you get the ball back or you, you don't, and the other team gets it really close in your end. Mm-hmm. Easily within field goal range, yeah. and and so then they end up converting on it, and then they march down the field and got another touchdown to to win the game in a in a huge comeback uh, in the final two minutes. Yeah, insane. But it, I kind of like that though because it is different, and it it brings more excitement and kind of action to it. Some mm-hmm. like, and you get like, and we've already seen it within week one. You have those moments for those those you know big plays those um those big headlines in the news like you yeah. you convert on a three point fifteen yard play and then you get another fifteen yard fourth and fifteen play to get the ball back to then march down to win the game like it's yeah it, it makes for for some good entertaining action i will I will say that and some down to the line huge stop potential for the defense as well. For sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I really love uh, the look of the league so far. I'm excited to, uh, to be covering it week one. I, I want to be covering it hard. Do we, do we yeah. lay down our PGO parlay for week two? We held off for week one, kind of going, we don't know everyone and everything. Yeah. Uh, now, that, now that, I don't know, I feel like some precedent's been set. Do we... Do we put together a PGO parlay for the for the week? Yeah, so I think we're gonna we're gonna be be putting out another episode, um, kind of later in this week because we're at the start. And yeah, so I, I I'd like to do a little more research and just kind of, um, kind of get more of a grasp and kind of and whatnot before making any decisions type of thing. If you know what I mean? Sure. Do you want me to just run you through quickly? It's only four teams. I guess yeah, shit. Like there's is only four games, isn't there? Only four games. Yeah. Imagine, come on. Yeah, you know, fuck it. Let's just do it on the fly then. Okay, Sea Dragons against the Battle Hawks here. Okay. I already like that matchup for our boy Danucci. All right, I think he's gonna come in there. I think he's gonna come in focused, confident. All right, the spread is set at two and a half with the Sea Dragons as the favorite. Ooh, sea Dragons is a favorite. All right. But All we'll right, find I like a way that. to spin the narrative is they're the underdog. Fuck yeah. See, um, I can do that when I'm cheering for them. Right. I'm, a hip, I'm a hypocrite. I hate myself. Make sure Anywho. you bet for the minus two and a half underdog <laughs> Seattle Sea Dragons. Um, DC Defenders taking on the Vegas Vipers uh, with another two and a half spread. Vipers being the favorite in that one. Uh-huh. Um, they... I'm curious to know why that's the spread because Vipers lost to the Renegades and Defenders lost to the Sea Dragons and the Battlehawks won. Yet the Battlehawks are the underdog. The Defenders are the underdog and the Sea Dragons are the favorite. Hey, they must know something that that we don't. Yeah. And then we have the uh, San Antonio Brahmas taking on the Orlando Guardians. This is a bigger spread with three and a half. The Brahmas being the favorite. Um, 
and they they did take the tough loss. They were on the other end of the comeback from the Battle Hawks. Again, interesting spread here. Interesting spread. Yeah. And then uh, we got the rough Houston Roughnecks uh, taking on the Arlington Renegades. The Roughnecks uh, being the favorite. Not again, I don't know what we're going off of. And uh, the Roughnecks, that makes sense that they're the favorite. They had the big win week one uh, with the Renegades winning week one as well. Fair enough. Um, but that is a three and a half spread with the Roughnecks being the favorite in that one. Okay. Well, a lot of tight spreads here. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. When you have three-point conversion potential, we're talking now nine-point touchdowns. Yeah, that is true. That tightens up a spread quick. Yeah, And you you don't convert. Now we're talking about more, maybe more six-point touchdowns. Tightens up a spread even more quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um... I'm I'm good to I'm good to Pulling do a parlay later in the week. Yeah, we yeah. On it. We can sleep on it. We we just teased it. We've put it out there for you. Yeah. Now now we can we can sit on it, ponder. I will say. I mean, I I just looked them up. I went through it. Um, very. This is very possible to change. Um, you know, as we, we we do a little more research, become a little more educated throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now the the four teams I had picked was the the Sea Dragons, obviously. The obviously. Goat. The big underdogs. Huge underdogs. Um, I went with the Vipers. Okay. Uh, over the DC Defenders. I went with the, the Renegades over the Roughnecks. I took the underdog on that one. Huge I'm going, I'm going big on the, the Renegades. And then I got the San Antonio Brahmas over the uh, Guardians. And if you throw five on that, that brings you home 58. So... Not, not, you, not bad for some, some XFL action. That, eh? No, no, that that's just that's just um, that's just straight money line. Okay, straight money line on all of them. All right. So let me go over that. So we got the Sea Dragons, Vipers, Brahmas, and Renegades. Yeah, I like that. I can, that's what, I can that's, get that's, down that's with that. I, that's what I plugged together so far, based on my very little knowledge um, up to this point, but. Hey, go with your gut, right? You're, you're not wrong. You ain't wrong. No. Um, I think wrong. it's going to be very exciting to see. Uh, I was on the road this weekend uh, doing some shows. Hopefully, I'll be able to catch some more games um, this week. Because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll be excited to see. Like I do want to dissect all the teams. Who's got the yeah. strongest O-line? Who's got the best D-line? Who's got the best secondary? Let's play this out like fantasy, baby. Let's, let's, get, let's get technical with these bets. Because I do think... Um, I don't want to compare it to college, but I think there, there is a more big player potential sometimes, I think, in these leagues. Yeah. Like, I think the X-factor player may maybe a bigger deal in these leagues than other leagues yeah oh i I would i would agree 100 percent. so i i want to find who's got the x factor cornerback who's got that who's got the jj wand of the xfl rushing the qb yeah who's got the kyler murray of the xfl overhyped and not that good hey 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 
Hey, that was rude. Cut that who's, out right now, who's, Brandon. Who's got the Aaron Rodgers always causing chaos in the locker room and making a team so pissed off they're done with him? I'll tell you who's got the Tom Brady. The oh, I already know. Dragons. You know Ben DiNucci, the man himself. Our big boy DiNucci. The DiNucci. The dude who Jerry Jones... Hey, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. All right. Heard not to. Always there. It's always there. Can't hey. avoid it. Can't hey, avoid no, it. No, no, no. He's coming to the XFL to show us how it's done. He's All making right. Making a name for himself. He's... Tickets as low as $26, according to ESPN.com. Oh, hell I would just yeah. like to point out there. Um, Sea Dragons have the second most expensive tickets. Uh, I think that means they're the best. Just it means a lot, a lot of people want to go and see them. That's for sure. Yeah, it means it means that's the hot ticket. Yeah, the rough. Well, yeah, maybe maybe people got sick of the Seahawks this year. Um, the Roughnecks tickets are the most. Okay, who's yeah. lower? Tickets to the Vegas Vipers or tickets to um, the Orlando Brahmas? No, Orlando Guardians? Yeah, Orlando Guardians. Yeah. Who's got cheaper tickets? Orlando Guardians or Vegas Vipers? Oh, it's got to be the Guardians. It's the Vipers. Really? Tickets as low as $14, folks. You get down there wow. right now. Get yourself a ticket. Wow. If you're in Vegas, get yourself a ticket, folks. Saturday, February 25th, the Vegas Vipers taking on the DC Defenders. Shit, I didn't think they would. They would have to be as low as 14 in Vegas. Ooh, thought it would have been thought it would have been more pricey for them. Yeah, I think I think that just means full arena. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have tickets that that cheap. You're gonna have a packed packed house for Taylor it. Taylor out, baby. And I think that for makes sure. part of it. Oh, for sure, yeah. I will say I'm I'm happy to see the I think the arenas were were pretty good week one in my opinion. Like I think my initial fear is I, I feel like like something like stadium football, it does have that feel to it. Yeah. I think this 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 definitely it felt like top tier football for sure. Like it had that big stadium feel. It didn't feel like it was playing in small small quarters. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with you for sure. It, it's it's definitely an exciting league, and it's yeah, it just creates for for you know some chaos here and there, but also some a lot of excitement and and some big big plays that again you know grasp the headlines because the the league has the potential for for that huge potential. All right, should we go over about one more time and then maybe head into some clown report? You know it. All right, we got the Sea Dragons. Yep. The Vipers. Oh, you know it. The Brahmas. You know it. And the Renegades. Yes, sir. And we'll we'll circle back to it later this week if if we feel like we we've got any changes that that we want to make to to our lineup there of superstar teams. But I like I like the look of it right now. Yeah. And remember, folks, um, we still have the outright bet of the Sea Dragons winning it all. and uh, That we do. I'm very confident in that one, if I'm being honest. As we should be. Best team in the league. I think that's kind of the hottest bet on the building right now. Best team in the league, but also the underdogs. 
also the underdogs. Um, do you have any uh, clowns, clowns of the week? Um, so, so something else I wanted to, to kind of jump into a little bit. Um, it, it, it does, it does lead for an interesting discussion. Um, so a, f- a few weeks ago, I want to say about a week and a half ago, um, the other phenomenal football league in the world, the CFL. There we go. Um, they so they had their kind of like free agent frenzy type of of thing, you know, where you know free agent day, a uh, lot of big signings, lots of players moving all over the place. Um, uh, and and something that that popped up um, a few days after because it was kind of a big question, and now it leads to a really interesting idea. So, um. My favorite team, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So last year they had, um, last year they signed Darnell Sankey, who's a phenomenal linebacker in the league, and mm. ended up leading the league in tackles. And so, and then his contract was was up at the end of the year, and rather than signing with um, any any CFL team, he actually signed in the XFL. Oh. And he, he signed for? with the Arlington Renegades, unfortunately. Okay, well, so that's why you bet on. That's why they're your underdog of the week. You eh? know it. You know it. Well, underdog um, other than the Sea Dragons, obviously. For sure. But so it leads because so it there was nothing that fully came out of like you know what is con like what is the value of his contract is the term and whatnot. But so he the like the the XFL season is only goes on for about like. 10 or so weeks, or at least the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, playoffs, don't know how it works. So say max 13 weeks. By the time the XFL ends, the CFL hasn't even started yet. So I'm, I'm starting to wonder if, if the XFL sticks around and continues to kind of be a, a, a yearly, yearly type of thing, um, mm-hmm. do we potentially see more CFL players you know, signing a one-year deal, going and playing in the NFL or the XFL for a season. And then once it's done, then they go back and play in the CFL. So they, you know, they get to play pretty much from February till November type of thing. I wonder if we'll see an increase in injuries. Not, not to be which, Debbie which Downer is in this situation. Well, which, is, which is definitely a very realistic possibility um, for a lot of guys. And I don't think you're going to see too many do it, but... You know, I don't know. Like, again, we don't know how much they're really making in the XFL. Um, CFL kind of fluctuates. It's, you know, kind of max for most players is, is around 100,000. Um, but it, but it, it is interesting. Just, you know, the possibility for, for guys, you know, going playing there, coming back. And, and if, you know, guys do go there for even just for one season, come back to the CFL, are they going to be like that much better? Like, have has their game expanded and grown and you know have they learned more potentially um but it is something interesting that i'm i want to keep an eye eye on in you know the future to see if if that is a possibility for for some players Mm -hmm. so i just looked it up quickly this is um the sporting news and they have it reported here that the average average XFL salary is $60,000. Okay. So, okay. So, so kind of around, which I, I think is around what the average is for the CFL as well. So it sounds like it's, it's, you know, about 
the, the same money on average for players. Just to throw it out there, though, that's about 80000 in Canadian. Yeah. Like, you think about the difference if they're converting it over. Yeah. So if you do go down yeah, that's to the true. now now I don't know what the tax situation's like. You know, I'm sure I'm sure there's an issue there. But yeah. if you do live in Canada, that uh that that's that's an extra twenty thousand dollars, pretty much. Yeah. And I wonder if, if you're an American player and you're living in Canada and it's about sixty thousand for the CFL too, you're looking at it like if you're having to convert, you're losing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like you think about because Canadian to U.S. that's forty four thousand. Yeah. So you've you you're yeah that that is a good 15. that is interesting that is a good point yeah I'm not sure exactly how that how that all works and shapes out. Mm-hmm. So, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah. All right, that is interesting. I'll, I'll, I will want to follow him and follow, follow that storyline for sure. Did he, did he have any big plays in uh, week one? Not, not that I saw, no. But he only signed like a week before. So okay. it's like, you know. A new signing, yep. Yeah, so I, I honestly, I, I mean, for looked over the stats. Like, you know, I'm not even sure how many snaps he played or... Or what? Maybe he's, you know, he's probably still kind of getting used to a different team. Just came in there, so yeah. If anything, they're probably gonna want to maybe ease him into it. I'd imagine. Yeah, that makes sense. But definitely a tough blow, you know, for the Riders, so because he was a, a phenomenal player on on the defensive side of, mm-hmm. of their team. So it is a big hole that that they're gonna need to fill. Yeah, for sure. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so I guess we're, yeah, I guess kind of this this whole episode is kind of, you know, we do, we do a little bit of XFL and whatnot. We're just kind of focusing on, you know, kind of the, the NFL season wrap-up. Um, you know, kind of the season is over now, and we're, we're looking towards the draft, free agency, and, and everything leading up to next season. Mm-hmm. And we'll, um, we'll be covering all of that. So wrapping up with the NFL season. So they did their, their NFL awards, right? Yeah. Uh, one notable thing I thought was awesome was the again I I can't remember his name it it keeps up in my mind but the the trainer on the Bills who they credit was the reason that Demar Hamlin is is still alive but on his quick yeah. you know at, like reacting to it quickly and being right there mm-hmm. and doing what he can um someone actually gave him a fifth place vote for MVP oh, this geez. season. Which I thought was honestly really cool. Like, obviously, that's a nice gesture. he shouldn't win. Like, it should be a player. But that's pretty cool now that he can always say that um, that he got yeah, an MVP, MVP vote, vote, which he yeah. deserves one because he, he saved a man's life. Yeah. That's pretty valuable. Pretty valuable. Now, my other thing, though, and you may agree with this, you may not. Geno Smith won comeback of the year. Like it? Why? Why? You tell me. Was... What what did he come back from? The bench? Yep. Being a being a backup, doing what doing what he was supposed yeah. to do for the longest time. How was that comeback player of the year though? Because I think he was I think a like, high did, draft I think he was a high draft pick from? when he came into the league. And then he hit a lull and then he's had a big comeback. 
Uh, see, see, but I disagree because I, when I think of like comeback player, there, I think of a player that's come back from something like, like just like a crazy injury or, or something like that, not being like, hey, you became a starter and you had a great year type of thing. Like, well, like I, it, it is a great, it is a great kind game. of story, but, but so then my thing is, good story. if, so now you look at to next year. Is Demar Hamlin a lock to win it? Then should be. If I think he, plays, he has to be. I was gonna say even. If, I think even if he plays one snap, I think he has to be a lock. No, there, I think I do. To be fair, I think there is an eligibility amount of games. I think you need X amount. Yeah. Oh, you know, probably. you probably would, but I think even if he meets that requirement, like you have to then. Oh, because like obviously, 100%. like obviously, a lot of people were like, "Well, why didn't he win this year and this?" But it's like, like it happened, but he. He hasn't come back yet and played type of thing. So mm-hmm. I think once he meets the requirements next year, I think he he's, has to be has a, to an be. absolute lock for it. Oh, 100%. I mean, congrats to Geno Smith, but it's like you you came back from being a backup like that. Well, maybe did he have an injury? Did you look it up at all, Brandon? He's just been a backup the last couple of years with the, the, the Seahawks. Like he... Yeah. Like fair play, he had a phenomenal year. Like no one thought the Seahawks were were going to be as as good as they were, and then sure enough, they make they end up making the playoffs. So he had a whale of a year, but it's like didn't didn't really come back from from too much. Came back from Russell Wilson's shadow, we'll say. Great. Then this year marked his first season as a starter since twenty fourteen. Um. His second year in the league after, like, 2014 was the second year after getting selected by the Jets out of West Virginia. What's right? I forgot he's drafted by the Jets. But, mm, mm. like, I get, I get it that, like, but at the same time, I don't. Type of thing. Criteria for the ward. It is typically given to a player who shows perseverance in overcoming adversity from not being able to play in the previous season, such as an injury or for playing well in comparison to previous years' poor performance. If a player can come back from such adversity or play at a high level over the previous year, they will usually be favored to win the award. Yeah, but so then, then do we say that it wasn't like, oh, Geno Smith finally got his opportunity to, to show these guys. Should we just say... He greatly improved then. Yeah, yeah. Because overcoming. See, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Who are the last three Walter Payton Man of the Years? Well, I know Alex Smith won one. Which one? When? Uh, two years ago, I believe. Um, let me look it up. Yeah, yeah, look it up. There you go. See, who, who won the last comeback player of the year? Um, wasn't it a guy on the Rams? I believe. I'll find it here. Um, holy fuck. Hey, Joe Burrow was 2021. Wait. Alex Smith was 2020. Ryan Tannehill, there you go, was 2019. Andrew Luck, Keenan Allen, Jordy Nelson, Eric Berry. See, so like again, like Joe Burrow's make, Joe Burrow makes sense. Alex Smith makes sense. 
Mm. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, again, about. <sighs> hey, Tom Brady won it in 2009, baby. Michael Vick won it in 2010. I feel like Ryan Tannehill winning is is different from Geno Smith, though. Michael Vick won it. Did he? Yep. Yeah, Tom Brady won it as well. Wow. What they have in common. Who? Tom Brady and Michael Vick. Mm. They're both running quarterbacks. <laughs> Shut up. Um... Speaking of talking about the Patriots, so did you know that there's only two two quarterbacks in the league with two two NFL um, Super Bowl rings? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes. No. Yeah, the only two. The only two. And have you ever heard from Jimmy Garoppolo's brother? That's what I thought. Nope. No. Nope. Clown of the week, Jackson. Clown of the week. Um, any other clowns? Um, I'm just trying to look. I think like, there might have been. Some, but like nothing, nothing fully. Um, we'll be back at you later in the week. Coming, like I know, I know this happened a couple weeks ago, like a couple weeks ago now, and it wasn't. I still don't fully know exactly um, what what exactly or what the reasoning was, but the this happened, and it's just this happened just a few, you know, like a week or whatever after that whole incident with Provorov not wanting to wear his. Uh, his Pride Night jersey during warm-ups. But the New York Rangers uh, canceled their Pride Night altogether. Why? Again, like, I'm not too sure. It's so long enough, but, like, they obviously, um, you know, they they had their reasons, I guess, for for doing what they did, but it, it definitely didn't sit well with a lot of people for them to do that. That's just... Why? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh. Crazy times. Um, Crazy times indeed. Something, I, it's not a clown. I want to give a lot of praise to him. Um, what was it? Fubi TV? Okay. With the Super Bowl commercial of, of the century. Like, what, a, what, like, how, it was so crazy the amount of people that were talking about it and videos about it and how, how, oh, how much it looked it blew like up. your TV just went over to Tubi or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good meme. Like, the amount of people that were, like, you know, kind of live streaming, like, doing a watch party thing, and then they're all freaking out, like, like who's sitting on the remote? Like, where's the remote? And then, or some people see it sitting right in front of them, and they're like, how the hell is, uh, is this happening? And, and then, sure enough, they realize it's a, it's a commercial, but... Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I'll admit it. Yeah. That's a good one. No, I like that. Probably got a lot of people yelled at, though. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, another, another great Super Bowl commercial. I thought it was awesome. Uh, um, uh, P.K. Subban and Joe Thornton. Oh, that was a cute got, one. Got back together on the ice to, to do do a commercial, which I thought was awesome. That was awesome. a fun one. And that was a fun commercial, them looking for the tooth. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just such a, a, a just a classic like hockey commercial type of thing. So, am I the only one that noticed? Um, and maybe it happened last year too. Pepsi no longer does halftime. Yeah, no. It was Apple Music? Yeah. Rihanna still killed it though. Oh, just killed it. 
just killed it. But I, again, I think it's it came down to the Super Bowl lost lost the rights to to Pepsi. Like they they didn't obviously their contract was was up and yeah. um whatnot. Um, did you hear? Right. Did you hear who else's contract is expiring next year? Who? Mickey Mouse. Disney. I say PGO make a bid. Disney. PGO is going to make be- a bid because Mickey Mouse becomes public. Uh, what is it called? Public domain. Oh, we're selling year. PGO Mickey Mouse. So they've just, uh, do, just yeah, do wait. Like, I, I can't remember the name. It was really someone I've like never even heard of. Will become like the new mascot and face of Disneyland because Mickey sure. Mouse was contracts up and they they won't have the rights to to use them as their their mascot and whatnot so that's that's he's, he's hitting the open market and he's he's hitting sitting on the markets that's one more thing that. speaking of open markets now yeah because i just saw this and i'm i'm very curious as to what you think so daniel jones had had a great year for the giants good year for sure it's a phenomenal year did, did really good so his contract's up now it's sounding like he wants. Well, he, it's already reported he wants more than what the New York Giants are offering him, but it sounds like he's wanting around in the forty-five million dollar range. What? Like, it's like, dude, like you've finally solidified yourself as a starter. Like you can make a name for yourself, and but like he's asking for, like for m- money that the best in the league make. Yeah, forty-five a year. Yeah, for how long? It, there's the the term isn't uh, isn't released, but it sounds like that's what he's wanting, possibly as much as forty-five million a year, after wanting more than what New York has offered him. Oh my god! It's like it's like, damn, dude! <laughs> like like get that bag if you can. Like you, you know, you can never fault go, the player for for wanting to get as much money as they can, but it's like. You know, you're in no position to be asking for that much. No, not at all. You you haven't even gotten to to an NFC Championship game yet. Yeah, seriously. You know, you've you've made the playoffs once in your career. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is a lot to do with how you know the defense and Saquon. I would say. Oh, huge to do with Saquon. So, and if Dana Jones signs for forty five, do you have enough money to keep Saquon around? Like. Definitely you know, not. So, or you it, do, and then at the expense of the rest of the team, like a um, yeah Cowboys model, where you just super pay like four big names. But I don't even know yeah. if Daniel Jones is that big of a name, like a Prescott. Yeah, def- definitely not. Right. Definitely not. But well, I think we got plenty to cover next all episode. All in due time. Oh, for sure. Well, lots so of big we, stuff on the on the rise. Lots of big stuff on the rise and expect a lot more XFL coverage. Oh, for sure. For sure. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Hey, you got to plug the socials. What are you doing? Oh, how can I forget? Because on those socials, if you click the link and you hop over to the link tree and you click over to Dubby, you can get 10% off using code PGO for your order of Dubby Energy. That's the energy we drink for post-game overtime. And then... On those socials, if you're going to look for the link, the socials to look for is at PGO Show on Instagram and TikTok, at Post Game Overtime, Post Game One Word on YouTube, and at PG Overtime on Twitter. We hope to see you all there, folks. Reach out, drop us a line, and tell you what you like and what you want to hear more of. Boom.
Could have said it better myself. There we go. Thank you so much for listening, folks. And Seattle Sea Dragons, let's ride. Let's ride.